Welcome back, Bears fans, to this Black Friday edition of the CHGO Bears podcast, otherwise known as CHGO Audible Day. And I know I got you excited. It's not Black Monday. It's actually just Black Friday. Eberflus is still here, at least for maybe another month or so. We'll see how it all shakes out, but maybe I'm looking forward to Black Monday just a little bit too much here. Of course, I'm Will DeWitt, joined by Nicholas Moriano. Nick, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great day with your family i saw some good things on social seems like you had a really good time but it's great to see you as always yeah well uh it was great happy thanksgiving to you and your family and you know did a lot of relaxing like i'm sure a lot of people did watch football that was non-bears related so couldn't really hurt um you know watching uh the sunday game or the thursday games but um what was your favorite part of thanksgiving yesterday well, my favorite part of Thanksgiving was probably honestly playing with my niece. I haven't seen her all too much. She is uh, eight years old and man, she just had me occupied. She was like a superhero turkey and she kept just saving the day, doing different errands for me. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Secondary was probably deep frying the turkey yesterday. You know, it's always a little dangerous, a little scary, um, but we're safe and it was damn delicious. How about you? Honestly, it was just uh, getting to hang out with some family members and just kind of be at the dinner table eating food. And we always play Risk on Thanksgiving. And, you know, you got to conquer the world, uh, the board game. I, you know, I couldn't finish uh, during a dice roll. I could have had a big opportunity, but, you know, I couldn't finish. And the Bears obviously couldn't finish last week against Detroit. So we all have lessons to be learned, but always a great time getting to hang out with the family. You'd said something, and I didn't have the same experience. So I just want to ask you how this happened. So you said it doesn't usually hurt, you know, watching those Thursday games because it wasn't a Bears game. But maybe I'm the only one, but it did hurt me watching the Packers do what they did to the Lions. Uh, you kind of opened up some of those wounds that were, you know, that kind of came out on a, you know Sunday afternoon. You know, for me, I was looking at it, I'm like, man, a lot of Detroit Lions fans when I was in Detroit were saying well, they're Super Bowl contenders. They don't have any teams to worry about in the NFC, AFC. And, you know, obviously they basically they should have lost the game against the Bears outside of four minutes left in the game. And then Green Bay goes into Detroit and whoops that ass. So I was like more so looking at it like, hmm, Detroit, very confident bunch. And now look what's kind of happening. Yeah, absolutely. Now we're going to get into the Bears upcoming game here that Monday nighter against the Minnesota Vikings. And before we get into this in-depth game preview, I just want to let everybody know uh, that we are currently running our Black Friday sale over at the CHGO Locker. The link to that is chgolocker.com. Right now we're running a sale that's up to 90% off all of our merchandise. And also if you spend $75, you get a $15 gift card. And the reason why I thought this was important to hit off the top is, well, we got some new merch that you may want to check out that is on sale. Uh, we have some shirts right now, the pride and joy of Illinois shirts. I, I love that bear graphic on it. And we also, Nick, we have pint glasses. So now you can drink your drink in CHO style. I've been waiting for this glassware for quite some time now. I'm excited that we were able to get it in place for this Black Friday sale. As you can see, we do have a discount on them right now if you're watching the video, but I just want to make sure everyone's aware of the sale. Definitely check it out. Stock up on the merch. It's the best and biggest discount we run all year long. And Nick, all those pint glasses, which one stands out to you? 
I mean, you can't go wrong with the CHO Bears ones, but they're all really, really cool. Actually, I was on, you know, our our awesome site earlier today, and I I capitalized on all the Black Friday deals. I wanted to get the new CHGO hat. I got the trucker version of that. Got some more CHO Bears um, shirts. So it's really an awesome deal going on right now, and there are a bunch of awesome deals everywhere. But you definitely need to stop by, you know, allchshow.com, check out the locker there and all the great items. And now you get those cool pint glasses. Perfect time of the year to just, one, pour your drink, and and it's going to look really cool as well. So definitely capitalize on that like I did earlier today. And, of course, if you're a CHGO diehard, you get 20% off at Additional on top of the sales we're already running. A great reason to become a diehard if you are not yet already. But yeah, like you, Nick, I took this as an opportunity to stock up my own like wardrobe because I've I've gained a little weight over the year. Like I'm wearing my <laughs> Justin Fields QB1 shirt, which I bought in a small. And I, I I see my belt now, like that belly's grown a little bit. I need to get into the gym is what it is and quit drinking so much pop. Uh, but regardless, <laughs> I was able to size up for a pretty good deal and also get some gifts for the rest of my family who've been wanting some CHGO stuff. I got my son the beanie uh, for Christmas, which he's been asking for for a while. So I was excited to snag that for him. But Nick, I, I want to get into this game preview. I know everyone's here to hear us talk about Bears Vikings to help them become the most informed Bears fan on game day. We're going to discuss keys to success on both sides of the ball, determine who has the edge, share some weekly X factors, bold predictions, and a whole lot more. And before we officially get started, I just want to say a general hello and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday to everybody here in the chat. I know they're busy at the CSGLocker.com and, you know, stocking up mm-hmm. right Requested, but I'm going to bring him back here now and let's begin this game preview with our one liner. And Nick, I'll go first. You already said mine. It's the F word finish. Yeah, that's, I mean, look, that's that capitalizes like encapsulates this entire bear season and specifically last week. Finish. Um, I'll keep it simple for mine too. Opportunity. Um, just based off of last week, or you can look at it a bunch of different ways. And we'll get into it as we kind of dive deeper into the show. But finish an opportunity, Will. I like our, I like how we're starting the show already. We'll see how we finish it. By the way, uh-huh. uh, that's that right. Ah uh-huh. But let's get into their keys to success. We'll start with the Bears' offense, of course. The Vikings. They beat the Bears a month ago. That's the game where Justin Fields dislocated his thumb. Tyson Bajan comes in. The Bears do lose that game. And afterwards, the Vikings have been playing some pretty good football. They went on a five-game win streak that was snapped last week with a one-point loss to the Broncos in a game in which the Vikings didn't finish. So that's going to be a priority of theirs, too, here this week. But let's begin on offense with our keys. And, Nick, I'm going to defer this week. What is key number one for the Chicago Bears on offense in your eyes? Yeah, and I think this was uh, a key in the first the first matchup with the Vikings at Soldier Field, but it's communication again, Will. And, you know, I think in this matchup, we're going to be getting Braxton Jones at left tackle. He wasn't there for that first matchup against the Vikings, but it's just being able to identify what the Vikings are going to bring up front. You see how the Vikings started off the game against the Denver Broncos, and there were six men at the line of scrimmage for three plays in a row, but you don't know exactly – who the Vikings are bringing, you make sure you identify where Hunter's at at all times, but communication <laughs> is going to be so crucial for, for Justin Fields, this Bears offensive line, just to identify, you know, what what is it that the Vikings are actually bringing on a snap-to-snap basis? I know that it was Matt Eberflus earlier in the week said they're going to do a lot of unscouted looks this week in practice to kind of 
keep it unpredictable for this Bears offense and not knowing exactly, you know, which defenders are blitzing at Justin Fields throughout practice. But it's really hard to simulate in practice well just because the creativity that Brian Flores has as a defensive coordinator, he can just do whatever he he honestly is where his creativity wherever it's like maxes out at that's where the the creativity can maybe like stop for him but yeah it's really going to all be about communication and identifying where these vikings defenders are coming from yeah they are very aggressive up front they love that mug look uh, as you mentioned there too just creating confusion and what makes it difficult for offenses to defend is like post-snap like you have to react and how an offensive line works and you have different assignments and different keys like Mm -hmm. if the guy that you are supposed to be blocking backs off and then someone else is coming in from a different gap then how does it affect your job and that's a trickle down effect around the entire offensive line and it's going to happen and and my first key is technically my second on the list but we're not doing graphics so i can be flexible Uh, here today too which is very exciting but the first one i want to mention is counter that blitz uh, because the vikings as you mentioned very aggressive they have the highest blitz percentage in the nfl they send rushers more than any other team i mean we felt that last time right five Mm -hmm. quarterback sacks for the vikings four in fields one on tyson in the meeting earlier this season two interceptions the bears threw in that game under 140 passing yards i mean it was a rough going of course the bears offensive line has improved since then we've seen that we're going to need it to play at that higher level here this week uh, because the vikings are able to get into the pocket and disrupt the bears plan of attack and gain as much pressure as last time i mean it's going to be very difficult for the bears to win this game you look at dj wanham i mean he's heating up right now too Mm -hmm. Uh, a sack in three of his last four games i saw him uh, it, when you go against that game against the uh, the Broncos that they had last week, they had a three-man rush, Nick. It was uh, a qu- the fourth quarter, three-man rush. They actually had eight in coverage. And then you have Wanham here getting uh, beating his guy and getting a sack. Uh, so even when they're not bringing pressure, uh, with Hunter, too, very dangerous up front. 12 sacks, second in the NFL, 16 tackles for a loss, first among defensive ends. I don't know if you know this, but Justin Fields has been sacked two times or more in every single game that he's played so far this season. So you just have to find ways to counter it. The Bears did a really good job of using the Lions aggressiveness against them last week mm-hmm. with some of those play actions, moving the launching point, just having them over pursue, hit them on the backside. We talked about wanting to see like guys like Colcomet chip and release. We saw that and it worked. So I want to see more of that here. This week, utilize the play action, run right at that damn blitz, you know, get some mm-hmm, blockers yep. in space, carve through and allow your Bears running backs. All three were involved last week to get in there. I mean, you just look at, you know, getting the ball out quick is the final thing I want to say here, too. And the example I want to bring up was that third and 12 last week where the Lions bring the house. Fields hangs tight in that pocket, delivers a strike to DJ Moore. It's only like three yards down the field, but that's why you pay DJ Moore. He was able to gain nine yards after the catch, break some tackles, move the chains first down. So like you, Nick, communication is very important. And on top of that, just having plays and blitz counters, it's really going to help the Bears' chances of winning this game. I completely agree there, Will. And actually, we're going to start off my second key by answering Leon's question. Is the screen game smart against the Vikings blitzing? I think it is a smart idea of trying to being able to counter that. And we didn't see that really in that first matchup against the Vikings. We were expecting like, oh, Luke Getz is going to call up all the screens like he's been wanting to, you know, all season. And we really didn't see much of that against the Vikings in, in that first matchup. But I think that is one way of doing it. But 
my second key really is just being decisive. And that's for Justin Mm. Fields. That's for, you know, his decision-making when, you know, he does have time and when he ultimately doesn't have time. And I think there were just some opportunities in that first match with the Vikings where, you know, even on the play where he got injured, where maybe you just need to get the ball out, not being able, not holding the ball out, trying to extend left, and then ultimately getting the dislocated thumb. Like, you need to be decisive with whatever action you're about to take after the snap is is called. And there were some times where Russell Wilson, you know, he was in the pocket, the Vikings are dropping into coverage, and there were times where I thought he could have ran for a couple of first downs, but instead holds the ball a little bit longer. Daniel Hunter then is able to go and, mm-hmm. you know, capitalize, close the pocket, get the sack. And for Justin Fields, this is a big game to show that he's learned from that first matchup with the Vikings and be, just take what the defense ultimately gives you. Even on the, remember the first play of the game of that Vikings game where he didn't get the ball out to the right. And it's like, what are we doing here? Like, it's like simple things like that, where Justin Fields just needs to show that, once he sees something, make the throw, even if it's four yards, even if it's a minimal gain, like that's all right. Like at least you're not taking negative yards, negative plays, and you're mm-hmm. keeping the offense at least on schedule. That's that's going to be crucial in this game, Will, because if he's being, you know, one that's a little indecisive, looking downfield, is not willing to pull the trigger, then, you know, that's where those sack fumbles, that's where he can, uh, you know, potentially get hurt, those type of things. But we really need to see that in this game. So being decisive, and that could be with his legs, like you mentioned, Will. I think there are going to be opportunities for Fields to really gash this Vikings uh, blitzing attack because mm-hmm. when you blitz, like things get you know congested in those run- rushing lanes and, and things like that. So all Justin Fields needs to do is identify one area where there's not a Vikings defender, and we saw last week what he's able to do against a defense. So I think it's going to be crucial just being overall decisive with every decision you do that, you stay on schedule, and you give your offense a chance. Yeah, I mean, heck, I mean, they bring the pressure, Fields just leaks out or breaks one tackle, and if there's only three or four guys in coverage, and we all know how the Bears' wide receivers are in terms of their blocking ability, and they know Mm -hmm. Justin's going to potentially run this football, like, I mean, that's an easy way, like you said, to gash that Vikings defense, which is a great segue into my second key for the Bears on offense this week, which is, hey, let Justin be Justin. Uh, And we saw that uh, a lot last week, and it was fun to watch. You know, Justin Fields playing at a higher level. Um, It was good to see those design runs from last season return. You saw the chunks he was able to get on that. It really forced the Lions to change how they approach this Bears offense and how they're able to attack this offense. I loved all of the RPOs. Uh, I think those should carry over here this week too. Fields is making some really good decisions uh, on when to hand them off, when to pull them and taking himself last week. Again, another way you can stress an aggressive defense. And on top of that as well, just, you know, allowing Justin to make plays on the ground. I don't know if you feel this or felt this. It's just maybe I'm, just my gut reaction or feeling about it, but it allowed him to settle into that game a, a little mm-hmm. bit quicker than maybe just forcing him to play uh, within the pocket or just as a passer. We talked about it a little bit last week with, you know, start fast, uh, which they did do that last week and allowing Justin to knock that rust off pretty quickly. And I think allowing him to get contacted, even on a design run, I know he's coming off an injury, but allowed him to just take that move on. Like it just got him into that game mode, uh, a little bit quicker. So allow him to keep making plays in the grounds, a big one here, but also just keep 
ripping it deep. Uh, it's just another strength mm-hmm. of his game that I want to see utilized more and more. Or, you know, last week he took a few deep shots. It didn't work, right? But what happens when you took like that third one? Hey, you have a perfect throw to DJ Moore in the end zone. Another one later on in the game led to a defensive holding, right? You don't always need a completion on those deep shots to make an impact. A defensive penalty can be just as effective. Uh, so you, like you, Nick, I think the Bears, Justin Fields can move the ball in this Vikings defense, but forcing Justin Fields to be someone that he's not, going back to maybe the older game plan that we saw earlier this season, forcing him to stay in the pocket and just not being his guy. And I again, last week I said I want to see him win in the pocket. It doesn't have to always be in the pocket, but I want to see him win. I thought he did that. So I'm not saying don't play from in the pocket, but at the same time, just keep it versatile. Uh, I think it's a big key here because he has a versatile skill set. So allow him to tap into all the different strengths at the right times is a great way to set up this team for success. And one of those strengths you just mentioned, Will, like throwing the ball deep, like Justin Fields, you know, literally said that's one of his strengths as a football player on what was that Tuesday? He said, I mean, to be honest, I feel like deep balls just in general, I feel like it's kind of what I do best, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. I think I throw the ball down the field exceptionally. I feel like it's one of my strengths. You know, I've been doing it since high school, college. You know, I think it's one thing I do best, one thing that I think we're going to keep doing and get to more. So I completely agree with that. Let Justin Fields throw the deep ball, especially because when you blitz like that, you're leaving your guys out on islands. They have to kind of play Mm -hmm. a little bit differently as DBs because they know if that pressure doesn't get there, they can get cooked really easily. So I completely agree with that, Will, with having Justin Fields rip the ball deep, especially if he has times and if you have to extend the pocket to do so. We saw what Fields can do on the run or get when he's outside the pocket against Detroit last week. So I really like that. And my last one, really, it's kind of been like the theme of this show, finish down the stretch. But that's not just for Justin Fields. And look, I mean, I think there are some people in the comments talking about how he doesn't finish games in the fourth quarter, things like that. There are stats to back it up. No doubt about it. He needs to be better in that, you know, the crucial parts of the game. But also the people around him need to be better. That Mm -hmm. third down shot, third and nine to Tyler Scott. When Justin Fields identifies, yeah, when Justin Fields identifies the robber safety coming down, he's going to Tyler Scott. That's where he's going to go. Tyler Scott misjudges the ball, and it ends up being incomplete. But that was that was it. That was a game ceiling play right then and there. But because someone couldn't, one of the eleven out there couldn't capitalize, couldn't execute. Look, it's going to fall on Justin Fields as he loses this game because he can't, you know, make the throw when you know one of his guys didn't do his job. The safety. The, the one sack that Aiden Hutchinson gets on the game, Darnell Wright. That wasn't obviously the best block in there. I think that was the fastest recorded sack of the week was that play, Aiden Hutchinson. And again, that's a guy that's been playing like 90% of the snaps and was able to get back there. So impressive that he's able to do that. But it's going to – finishing isn't just – it shouldn't just be looked at as a quarterback stat. Obviously, mm-hmm. it falls on him, but there's a lot of other guys that go into – finishing a game i didn't like the two runs that they had prior to the 39 throw that you know justin fields took to tyler scott they were in 13 personnel made it look so you knew exactly as a lions defender that they were running the ball there was no discrepancy like could they pass out of this no everyone at that point in time knew the bears are running and in two plays they pick up one yard and then you have the 39 incomplete deep shot to tyler scott so finish the game is not just the fields thing it's everybody, the play calling, the players blocking, the players executing their routes, and then ultimately Justin Fields making the throw. So uh, finish the game is my, my last uh, key for the Bears offense. Man, Nick, you know what would have been great out of that 13 personnel? A little play action. 
probably wouldn't have saw that one coming because like you as like everyone knew what was coming. It was going to be a dive up the middle, nothing mm-hmm. fancy. They're just trying to have, you know, have them burn those timeouts over there in Detroit yeah. and, and then give them as least amount of time as possible. But, but Justin did what he was supposed to do with that, that knockout punch, that knockout blow with that throw uh, just was poorly executed. Because if that was a Madden game, I would have did the defensive adjustment to like sell out against the run in the middle there. Like 10 times out of 10, if I was a defensive coordinator, exactly what Detroit did there too. So I, I like it. Finish. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's a big theme uh, throughout the week. It makes sense why it's the key. Uh, so again, I, I really like that one. My final one for this Bears offense is just to keep involving the running backs. Uh, just watching that Vikings Broncos games, uh, the, the Vikings really had a difficult time stopping those running backs as receivers uh, just all game long. You talked about Russell getting the ball out quick. A lot of that was her running backs. They were able to make some plays uh, after the catch, making guys make missed tackles, fighting through contact, you know, all of the good things uh, that you would want to see out of your running back catching the ball uh, out in the flat. The Vikings possess a top 10 running defense right now. I know they played a lot of bottom five, bottom 10, like run offenses in the NFL. So I'm going to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. I feel like the Bears can have more success on the ground this week than maybe they did last week out of their running back specifically. Uh, And then my big wrinkle inside of here, too, is they just need to figure out the right flow for these running backs because they have all three healthy again. But I felt like Deontay Foreman got a little, you know, like slighted a bit because he was running so well with Herbert, who was injured for over a month on the sidelines. Herbert comes in. I get it. He's going to take the bulk of the carries. but He's only averaging 2.2 yards per carry. And then Foreman's out there. I know he got tackled for a few times behind the line of scrimmage, but there was multiple guys around him then. But he had a few nice gains in the ground when it mattered mm-hmm. for the Bears, and he's been doing that all season. So it's hard to know. A lot of it's a gut feeling at the time. You have three very talented backs. Roshan Johnson, some nice runs against Detroit, too. Uh, but for Luke Getze, he needs to figure out how to utilize these backs, get the most out of them. And I think this week too, just making sure they're utilized as receivers, as an outlet option for Justin Fields would be really big. Uh, something that Denver was able to do very efficiently last week. And I, all three bears running backs, whether it's Foreman Rojo or Khalil Herbert have been very decent uh, as receivers and options out of the backfield. So I just want to see that carry over this week and be a, probably a point of emphasis too. Like if that rush is coming, like just dump it out, give it to Cleo, give it to Rojo, give it to Foreman. Like, and, and part of that could be the screen game uh, that we talked about here too. Uh, but I think just making sure these running backs get involved and utilizing them. Uh, I'm going to use the word correctly, but there's no right answer or one answer here. Uh, depends on how Minnesota attacks us, things like that. But I just want to see the running backs continue to be involved and, and lean on them a little bit more uh, on the ground than maybe we did last week. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, Will. One of the more underrated throws from that Bears-Lions game was, I, I don't remember, I think it was a third down throw. It was to Khalil Herbert, but Justin Fields stands in the pocket and Khalil Herbert's just running from out of the backfield, maybe like a six-yard in route. And the ball's on the money to Herbert. And he's able to run to the sideline and he ends up like mm. falling on the Lions defender to get the first down. But yes. great route by Herbert. Great one. He was caught the ball in stride and able to get the first down. So Utilizing the backs out of the backfield, especially to have answers. Again, something that the Bears did not have in that first matchup against the Vikings, answers when they blitz. Mm-hmm. Running backs, like you just mentioned, Will, is a good way to you know combat that. Yeah, I actually have a note in that Herbert play, too. So that catch and that throw, that was a third and five, and they were able mm-hmm. to convert off of that. So, again, you don't always have to 
I'm going to say this. I don't always have to throw past the sticks to gain it, but as a Bears fan watching this team for my entire life, I'm used to the third and four gain three or the third and eight gain seven yeah. life. Uh, so I say that and I laugh, but there are examples in which it could be true. Uh, mm-hmm. But all right, uh, let's take our first time out here, Nick. Uh, we'll get some breaks in, and then on the flip side, we'll switch over to the Chicago Bears defense, but I'll hand it over to you first. Yeah, got to tell everybody about Empire today. You get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. And Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats, and you know, but those copycats can't beat Empire today on quality, service, speed. And so, those copycats, again, they advertise low quality products that they simply won't carry. And they won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that, you know, we wouldn't put in theirs. And what's also great is that they keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. Empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out on the selection floor, you know, is what, you know, is important and what they value and what you ultimately they feel confident in. And. You know, also they have this uh, virtual floor designer, which uh, is a great way to see how a potential new floor can look, you know, in any space. So it's easy to just snap a picture and instantly see how those new floors will look in your room. And you schedule a free, you schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use that promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. All right. I want to make sure you know about Varsity Coolers. Do you need the perfect bag for game day? I think everybody needs the perfect bag for game day. Nothing less than perfect. Varsity Coolers will have you set on game day and beyond with the best portable cooler and weekender duffel around. I mean, you can get, obviously, they have all these different teams and team colors, but you can see here on the screen, they have a Chicago Bears one, and it's just like, I don't know. It's, just, it's so Chicago Bearsy, right? You have the stripes. It's solid. I mean, that is a cooler. You're looking pretty dope. That is a duffel, like going out for a trip. I mean, that's also just an awesome bag, too. And they have like landmarks. You have a food scene liner in there. It's just, it's very Chicago uh, on top mm-hmm. of just like, say, here at the Chicago Bears. And of course, like I said, this is a duffel. This is a cooler. It's waterproof. It's double insulated. It has so many awesome perks here. It fits in your golf cart. It can go on the airplane as carry-on luggage. It's the perfect gift for Christmas, Hanukkah, the holiday that you celebrate. Uh, again, 21 teams are perfect for that football fan in your life. So if you have family that, you know, they're on the wrong side of things, there are still other teams that are available for them too. So they're built to show up in style and party or just repping around town. They also can be a gym bag. You know, Nick would love the rock there. That mm-hmm. they're at Bears Fit. So head over to varsitycoolers.us. Again, that's varsitycoolers.us. And use code CHGO at checkout for 10% off your order. Definitely a perfect time right now, too, with the holidays to check out Varsity Coolers. Real quickly, Will, before we get into our defensive keys, I just got a notification that my package from the CHO locker has already shipped. I literally just ordered this thing not too long love ago. That. So that is amazing. That was a great notification to get on my phone. So, again, if you're looking to capitalize on these Black Friday deals, uh, you can get a bunch of awesome merch. And look at that. I'm already in my, – my stuff's already on the way, so I can – not wait i can't i should have ordered actually you know i'm gonna place another order i'm getting the pint glasses for a couple of gifts get the christmas shopping out of the way right now and be good to go 
Awesome. I'll just say thank you ahead of time for the gift <laughs> link. Um, and then we will move on. I saw a super chat come in earlier from Brandon Lawson, uh, just saying that CHGO is the best. Uh, I guess there was an email that he sent and we had an amazing response back, uh, which was sincere. We are sincere people. We're genuine uh, we are down to earth. That's what makes CHGO different than the other media outlets out there. We appreciate you too there, Brandon. Uh, and then he ends with, with, if our coaches improve, we win this game. We definitely need to see improvement there yeah. with the coaching, some decisions. We talked about that uh, actually just a few moments ago with the, some of that play calling near to the end with Luke Getzey. But right there with you, coaching uh, is a big point of emphasis on top of the finishing, directly related mm-hmm. to the finishing or the lack thereof. I mean, Gosh, Nick, I, I don't know if you even saw this stat, but going back to 2007, when the Bears had uh, a plus three turnover margin, they won 24 games in a row until that game. Oh, my God. That was... Did you, I can make it worse for you, or maybe, uh, I don't know if it can get worse, but entering week 11 of this season, teams that were trailing by 10 or more points in the final four minutes, they were 0-83. and 83 this season but then the lions were the one uh to to change that stat so now it would be one um in 83 i guess before that game but just ridiculous that's insane like i'm gonna be completely honest with everybody here after you know the lions made their comeback david montgomery scores kind of just sitting you know in it's an open press box so you can hear everything i just sat there for a little bit i'm like man like i I, obviously i need to go to the locker room and talk to these players but i was shocked like, I, yeah. I know this Bears team has been bad and, you know, we've seen some terrible losses, but just seeing it all unfold, the, all the turnovers, everything, and it ended, I was just like, I sat there, I'm like, holy shit, that just happened. Like, that just happened. And like, all right, now I got to get down there. But it was crazy. <laughs> so Matt Nagy, hate to say the name, but the gif, like the... Like at <laughs> yeah. the end of the, the, the game that I'm not even going to reference here right now. All right. Let's get back to our keys. We're going to go to the Chicago Bears on defense now. My first key is just contain Dobbs' legs. Uh, He is very, very effective rushing the football. Second in the NFL uh, this season with games of 150 or more passing yards and 40 or more rushing yards, only behind Lamar Jackson. He also has a rushing touchdown in five straight games. Since his arrival in Minnesota, he accounts for seven of the eight touchdowns that the Vikings have scored, 131 rushing yards since he came over to Minnesota, and this season uh, nearly 400 rushing yards and six touchdowns on the ground. And again, a lot of his production just comes when the the pressure starts to reach that pocket. He's able to kind of avoid it. He's really good at feeling that pressure. He really does a good job of trusting his eyes, uh, feeling some of the pressure on the backside, looping out finding a lane and just getting something out of nothing. Uh, you know, we've seen a quarterback do that for a couple of years now here uh, in Chicago. It shouldn't be anything new uh, to the bears here. They've seen a lot of that here with Justin Fields. So for me, when I'm looking at this, I mean, there's a lot of different things that you can say to kind of avoid this. Um, but really I wouldn't shy away from sending extra rushers here this week. Uh, like that Sanborn blitz last week that resulted in a sack. I think more of that. Uh, would be key. Um, but on top of that, regardless, you have to keep contained Montez Sweat and Gakwe. Um, but I do like the idea of finding a way to get pressure on Dobbs. More of that soon with another key and why I think that's going to be very important. Um, but the Bears need to make sure they have eyes on him. Uh, and luckily, I think for the Bears, they run a lot of zone, uh, which is going to allow them to keep their eyes on the quarterback a little bit more than if they were a man-heavy coverage team. So 
I, I don't know if there is an answer for Dobbs and his legs. He's going to do it. Like he's going to run this football, but you have to make sure that the impact is as minimal as possible, especially in the red zone when he likes to get out of the pocket and is like, is he going to run the ball? Is he going to pass the ball? And then you're in that weird limbo state. And then whatever the DB or defender in the area does, he's going to do the opposite. You come down to stop me on the ground. I'm going to throw it over your head for a touchdown. You stay back in coverage. I'm going to run right at you, make you miss score touchdown so he's gonna be really effective on the ground especially in the red zone is where i would want to kind of keep an extra eye on him Uh, but regardless the bears i think one of the biggest things they need to do and key in on is dobbs on the ground yeah he's been really impressive to watch well the one thing that i don't think we'll be seeing from from them anytime soon is a tj hawkinson under center pitch to dobbs and he absolutely gets (laughs) lit up and you know it ended up being like an illegal hit but like that, that probably shouldn't be in the playbook anymore. You don't want to put your quarterback in that uh, situation. Um, my first defensive key is just make tackles. And I look at look at the first of the two two minute offensive drives for the Lions, where Tremaine Edmonds uh, has an opportunity to bring Jameer Gibbs down in the middle of the field. Can't can't make the tackle. He's able to get out to his left ends up stopping the clock and the Lions are able to still, you know, score in what under, I think it was a minute, 16 seconds, whatever it was. It was, it was really quick, but making tackles there. One of the Joshua Dobbs touchdown passes that he had, he's rolling to his right. He's, he looks like he's about to be sacked and, you know, somehow he's able to shake off the edge defender. Then everyone's pursuing towards mm-hmm. Dobbs. Boom. Touchdown to the open Vikings. Uh, I think tied end on that play. But he's got some elusiveness to him. But it's not just that. But the running backs for Minnesota, this is a different, I think, a different team in terms of how they're rushing the football now oh, yeah. with Dobbs compared to the the one they saw week five. And, you know, Ty Chandler was breaking some ta- uh, some tackles. Alexander Madison was breaking some tackles against the Broncos. So it's just going to be really important that in week 12, the Bears can do the fundamentals of football and make some <laughs> tackles and bring these guys down when they get opportunities to. So, Make tackles is my first defensive key. I'm glad you mentioned Alexander Madison because I think he's playing like a completely different running back compared to the earlier portion of the season. He just looks like a man possessed out there, breaking tackles, mm-hmm. spinning off of guys. Like I was very impressed with his contact balance, his ability to yeah. gain additional yards after contact because earlier on in the year, like he wasn't doing that. And maybe it just took him a while to kind of jump into this featured back role, right? Always playing second fiddle to Dalvin Cook over the years. So taking on a larger responsibility, more of a focal point, maybe it just took a little bit. I don't know what to happen over there in Minnesota. We cover the Bears. We focus on this team a lot more. But when I went back and was watching some of the previous games compared to when we did it earlier this season, I was like, who is Alexander Madison like now? Because he's not the same one that we saw a a month ago. So he's going to be just a little bit more dangerous. My second key uh, for the Bears is copy and paste, which is the tight end game plan. Uh, I thought the Bears did a great job of shutting down Sam Laporta last week, by and large, for the most part, except near the end. And and we all know how that went. So we're not going to talk about that. I want to talk about the good things here, too. But whatever they did, I, I don't know. Did you see something specifically rewatching the game? I haven't like went through like all 22 film per se. So it's hard to watch because a lot of the actions happening off the screen. But what did the Bears do so well to like actually get Laporta like off his game and like out of the game plan? Because he was someone that we both zeroed in on. Obviously, the Bears did, too. And I thought they did a great job of stopping him. 
Yeah, I think outside of the two-minute drive before the end of the first half and the last two two-minute drives, mm-hmm. like the Bears linebackers are huge in that one, just dropping back into the middle of the field and just not allowing those those obvious seam routes that we were kind of talking about in the preview show to open up for the Detroit Lions, like Tremaine Edmonds and um, who, Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards are doing just a fantastic job of dropping back. And, you know, they were kind of mugged up at the line of scrimmage and then would just get back to their, their landmarks. So they did a really good job for, again, a majority of that football game. And then uh, obviously outside the two, um, you know, three drives that I mentioned, they just couldn't do that as well. But I think that was the big thing that really – help the Bears defense and mitigate what, what Sam Laporta could have done on, on last Sunday. Yeah, I like that you and I both kind of highlighted the middle of the field as a key, and then the Bears linebackers both had interceptions in the middle of the field. So mm-hmm. it was like, uh, like it was just one of those, like, we did the damn thing uh, when it comes to our preview show, which happens a lot. If we actually did, like, a secondary show during the week, which just, like, what we said and how it actually fared, I think people will be very surprised uh, on how that goes. I've been very impressed with us this year. But TJ Hawkinson, getting back to what we need to focus on here this week. I mean, we know, Nick, you know him for a long, long time, but I've seen him in the NFL now for a while. We, you know, leads all tight ends with 75 catches, 736 yards. Uh, since Dobbs came to Minnesota, 28 targets, 23 catches, two touchdowns. You know, you can't sleep on Josh Oliver, their tight end, too. You mentioned his touchdown grab that he had. Uh, there's also, uh, he had a great play. I think they're playing zone coverage, and he was, like, going right down the seam, and he was right in the middle of three defenders, and Dobbs puts it on a rope right where it needed to be because everyone's watching the Hawkinson. It makes sense. But Oliver is also a very capable tight end. Four catches, 47 yards last week, uh, beating some of that zone coverage. So, even if you stop Hawkinson, you also need to make sure you're stopping or keeping tabs on Josh Oliver. But I was very impressed with the Bears' defense and their ability to take out Laporta, as I mentioned. If they can just, I don't know, 70% of the results this week against TJ Hawkinson, I think that'd be a big win for this defense. Yeah, I mean, look, TJ Hawkinson, Josh Oliver led their, the team uh, last week in the loss of the Denver Broncos in receptions and yards. So they're definitely going to utilize them. It looks like Joshua Dobbs feels comfortable throwing in that direction. Uh, my second key can help uh, mitigate those, those um, tight ends, but I just have utilized the linebackers and obviously that's going to be in pass coverage with, with those two guys. But I think there's a really big opportunity in this game to send either TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds on those blitzes, go back to the week five matchup between the bears and the Vikings. The bears sent TJ Edwards on a blitz. He's able to, one, go through the running back, affect Kirk Cousins on the throw, and ends up being a fumble recovery to Tremaine Edmonds. On one of the throws that Joshua Job threw an interception to, they send uh, the Broncos send their linebacker, Josie Jewell, on the blitz. He's able to blow up. I think it was Ty Chandler on the play. He gets his hand on the ball. Joshua Dobbs throws an interception. So I think the Bears really need to test these running backs in pass pro. And TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, they've done a pretty good job when they've been asked to blitz, especially Edwards. So I want to see them continue to dial that up. Like the Vikings like to dial up their blitzes, mm-hmm. send Edwards. I know he can, you know, he's, I think, made improvements in his pass coverage. But you send that guy and you send him against Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler. They have a CJ Ham back there, whatever. I think there's going to be opportunities for these linebackers to make some big impact plays and, Look, it just happened last week for the the Minnesota Vikings. Joshua Dobbs throws that interception like I was talking about. It happened in the first matchup when um, Kirk Cousins was the quarterback where Mm -hmm. T.J. Edwards gets pressure. So 
send these linebackers, bring a little bit of their own, you know, game to uh, the the offense for the, the Vikings in terms of bringing up dialing of the blitzes. I think if you do that, you're going to be able to create some of these turnovers that the Bears have actually been causing a little bit here, Will. So I think utilize the linebackers and see what happens. I love that you said that. You didn't mention Jack Sanborn. I know I said it earlier, but he is someone that can do this. He did it a lot last year. They don't ask him to do it as much this season in his more Sam Backer role, but when he did it last week, I mean, he got in there and you mentioned, you got a sack. Yeah. You you mentioned the TJ Edwards, like coming in on a blitz, how it can affect things. It happened last week in the bears game too. There's the play where he blitzed going off of uh, Penny Sewell over there, the right tackle. And then Penny picked him up and then that allowed green to go completely untouched, got to golf. And now turned into the Tyreek Stevenson interception because of that pressure from green. So it, it can impact and it could be like a couple players like removed. Like you can bring the mm-hmm. pressure, which opens up another rusher, which affects the quarterback, which then leads to an interception. Like, so it won't even look on like anything on the box score. That's at all, yeah. but it can have a huge impact uh, on the bears. So I, I love that you mentioned uh, Edward specifically coming in on the blitz. Cause I had that in my notes to mention here soon. So I, I love it. Great work there, Nick. My last one. I, I keep changing the name. My original name was Stay Hot Secondary, and now I just want to say Remain Advantageous Defense, maybe, because the more I thought about it, it's more of a collective effort here. But three interceptions last week, you know, I, I may have cried a little bit watching the Bears come away with all these interceptions, Nick. Like, holy crap, like, we can do this again. It's, it's been nice <laughs> to see. It felt so good to watch the Bears defense take that ball away over and over again. And obviously the Bears need to work on scoring off of turnovers. We can talk about that. That's a, a key for the other side of the ball um, but I think it is a great reminder of what takeaways can do uh, to your chances of winning a game even on the road against a in, uh, a superior opponent like the the Lions were to the Bears last week but for the Bears I think the key we talked about bringing the pressure uh, whether it's with four whether you're sending extra blitzers I was really impressed with the uh, Jervon Dexter quarterback hit uh, in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter that he had in the lining up as a defensive end uh, that almost led to another pick two, just showing you what pressure can do uh, and the reason why I want the pressure whether it's with four or more is that Dobbs is going to give you chances like yep. he is going to give you chances at taking away this football. I know uh, he had a, a few giveaways last week, whether, you know, fumbles on the ground, which I know has been a problem with him all season or throwing interceptions. And there's a few interceptions that the Broncos just weren't unable uh, to come yeah. away with in that game. So it could have been even more. So I feel like if the bears can find pressure, even probably without it, you'll get a couple of shots with Dobbs because he's very aggressive, but if you can get pressure, it's going to allow you to have even more chances at taking away that football. Minnesota actually has fumbled a league high 14 times. So you better be ripping at that football. Peanut punch, please. Um, but again, Dobbs had three uh, fumbles last week. He has three games of three fumbles this season. I think that's a big opportunity too. in addition to just, hey, get pressure and force bad throws. It's get pressure and start swatting at that football because he's been prone to putting it on the turf. No, that's that's a really good point. And, you know, it. Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler running really hard, but Madison also did have a fumble in that game against the Broncos. Just kind of got a little careless with the football. So again, another opportunity for his defense to create turnovers, but that kind of leads me to my last defensive key is finished plays. And, you know, I mentioned the Tremaine Edmonds missed tackle in the middle of the field on one of the two minute drives. That's one of them, but Jalen Johnson should have had two pick sixes in that game. You guys yep. easily should have had two pick sixes and he knows it. I think he said uh, with the interview on 670 score that he didn't, you know, he lost sleep thinking about those plays. But 
the goal line. That was huge because on the very next play, the Detroit Lions are able to score a touchdown, what should have been a pick six on the flat route. Then that play you mentioned with Trevon Dexter, who beat Penny Sewell on that play, Will, I and know. got pressure. That was that was great to see from Trevon Dexter. He gets the pressure, and I look, I don't know how you drop that ball. Like, that's one where you're just diving. I know you got to make it, but you get your fingers connected underneath, and you just make the catch, and you're walking into the end zone. Like, you need to, as a defense, even though they created turnovers, they created three themselves, and then they had the one on special teams by Tyreek. You need to just capitalize those gimmies, right? Mm-hmm. And they just didn't do that. And ultimately, the Bears end up losing. And I just think in this this game, road, on the road, Monday night football against a team that prior to last week won five straight, every opportunity you get, you need to finish those plays to put yourself in a position, whether it's a close game, blowout, whatever, to, to ultimately end the game with a W. So, Finish plays. It's not just for the offense and it's not for the, it's really this entire football team, but those are just some specific ones from last, you know, the devastating loss of Detroit that they finish, you know, there's, I think a different outcome at the end of the game. I cannot disagree with you there, Nick. We need to take our second time out. I don't know how we're already at the 45-minute mark, by the way, Nick. Uh, but on the flip side, we're going to do our X-Factors. We're going to do some predictions, tell you who has the edge. Obviously, a lot more content coming your way. But first, obviously, you need to know that it is Black Friday savings time at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake. As one of the top-selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories. And all month long, you can save big at Ray Chevy during their Black Friday sales event where you can choose from over 100 Silverados in stock, the perfect tailgate vehicle. But that's not all. You can get 0% financing with $0 down and zero payments until 2024. You keep a lot of bang for the other Christmas shopping that you got to take care of. And I know everyone loves the word free, and that's why uh, I want to let you know that this month you'll get uh, at Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake a free oil change. And all you need to do is mention CHGO when scheduling your oil change. It's a Black Friday offer that you don't want to miss, but you have to schedule it by November 30th. So you have six days to schedule that free oil change. Take care of your vehicle for free. Love it. So you can buy with confidence with the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price that you pay when you go into the dealership. And in many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership saying things like, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? And in most cases, your answers are going to be no. Those are very specific. And that's when the dealers will raise the price on you saying that the online price included some rebates that you just don't qualify for. But at Ray, that is just not the case. The price that you see online is the price that you pay with no add-ons or hidden fees ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price even lower than what you see online. So visit Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com to get your Black Friday savings. They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. Find new roads. Check out Ray Chevrolet, you guys. And you also got to check out DraftKings. There's so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can just bet 5 bucks on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. And no matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it. They've got him. We'll actually get to some props later in the show, some over and under. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score $150 instantly 
in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code CHGO, the crown is yours. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort KS, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance te- uh, terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash football terms. All right, Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano here on the CHGO Bears podcast, giving you our weekly in-depth game preview, trying to make you the most informed Bears fan on game day. It's time to get into our X-Factors of the week, and I'm going to go ahead and just go first here. I know it's a little unorthodox, but why the hell not? I'm going to go with Cole Komet uh, as my X-Factor here this week. Why? Well, first of all, the Vikings allow a 113.2 rating when tight ends are targeted this season. That is the 28th in the NFL, so I think that's like fourth or fifth worst. Uh, I always 32 minus 28, four. Okay, we got there. Uh, Komet has six games of 40 or more yards this year. He's tied for second at the position in touchdowns with five. Uh, but last week, he had the fewest targets since the Raiders game. Only four targets. Had 20 yards on three catches. I feel like Cole Komet needs more of those chances to have the football in his hands and make things happen here this week, especially against the Vikings. We talked about it earlier. Getting the ball out quick uh, will be an emphasis. Countering the blitz. I think Cole Komet can just be a big part of this, both, you know, uh, as we talked about earlier, those chip and releases in which he gained a first down off of last week, <laughs> those crossers over the middle, maybe a little bit down the seam as well. I mean, Cole Komet has a very wide skill set. I just thought four targets was not enough for him last week. I want to see more Cole Komet be a little bit more of a focal point on this offense. And if he does, and if he can execute like tight ends have been able to execute against the Vikings defense all year long, I feel like the Bears will have a much easier time staying on schedule, moving the sticks, marching down the field, and scoring points. There's other playmakers that this team's going to have to worry about, like DJ Moore, for example, Justin Fields' legs. Why not give them something else to worry about with your number one tight end who has the second most touchdowns in the league at the position? In Cole Komet. So I want to see more Cole this week, not just, you know, here on CCO, but also on the field and being acclimated and involved on offense. So X factor for me, Mr. Cole Komet. I like that a lot. Will more Cole Komet. I think more good things on the football field. Like you mentioned, my go. X factor though is going to be just the run game. And we kind of were highlighting it a little bit earlier as we we're kind of breaking down some of our keys, but the Vikings first eight games, Again, that's with Kirk Cousins that he gets injured against the Green Bay Packers, but only two 100-yard rushing games by you know total team yardage in those first mm-hmm. two games. The last three with Joshua Dobbs, they go two and one, but they all go over 100 yards rushing. You're seeing a little bit more, I think, one, the blocking, I think, is looking a little bit better in these last three games from the Vikings offensive line, but the individual efforts from the running backs, and then you add in Dobbs, what he's been able to do with the stats that you mentioned earlier, Will. So, the, the Bears defense, which has been good all season long, really stopping the run, can allow this to be a big factor in this one. So that's why the X factor is just making sure that this Vikings rush attack stays in check. And they have been better with it, but I think it's going to be a really good matchup to see how, you know, the strength, one of the strengths of this Bears defense goes up against an ascending 
strength of this Vikings offense right now. So just the the run game in general for the Vikings and the Bears defense is going to be my X factor for this one. Makes sense to me. If you can't stop the run, uh, I think Minnesota's playbook remains wide open, and that's mm-hmm. the last thing you want with a quarterback that you know has only been here. Why this be not even a full month yet? Maybe yeah. he's just reaching that month point, so he doesn't even. I mean, he's a smart quarterback. I think uh, he does, has really good instincts, and that's what's allowed them to win and almost win that other game with him already here. But limiting that playbook and not keeping it open, I think, would be great there for the Bears. Really good X factor there, Nick. Let's find out who has the edge, and you actually you're, you're up first here this week. You have that Bears passing attack versus that Vikings pass defense, and I'm excited to see where you go with this one. Yeah, it all depends, I think, how this offensive line holds up. This is the best mm-hmm. version of the offensive line, though, for the Bears. And, you know, if, you know, Justin Fields is kind of able to replicate what he did against the Detroit Lions, like, I'm taking that. But I, I still have some, I don't know, reservations on this offensive line, how they're going to handle the blitz. So I'm, I'm going to give this one to the Minnesota Vikings and just all the creativity they have up front. I think that makes sense, uh, honestly. So I would agree with you uh, on that one. I have the Bears rushing attack versus that Vikings run defense. I'm going to give this one here to the Bears, especially with Justin Fields being a part of the equation again as a rusher. Uh, I want to see the running backs get more production, figure out that rotation, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Again, 18 carries for Herbert, only six for Deontay Foreman, only six for Roshan Johnson. Uh, I know Herbert just didn't seem like he had the same burst uh, that I'm used to him seeing out there on the field. Uh, so we need to just figure it out, especially with Foreman, who I thought played very well uh, in Herbert's and, uh, absence. Uh, but the Vikings run defense, uh, they rank very well this year overall. Uh, but I think the Bears will be effective enough, Nick, uh, on the ground and be able to stay on schedule due to the running game. They may not rip off 20, 40 yarders and make big plays on the ground, but it should be effective enough. Uh, they need to make sure they're executing in short situations. I think that's going to be another big key inside of all of this here. Um, but I'll give this one to the Bears. Let's flip sides of the ball. And you have the Vikings running attack versus that Bears run defense. Your X factor. But who has Is the, the X factor? Yeah, and I'm going to give this one still to the Bears. Obviously, I think the Vikings are going to be more effective in this game than they were in the first matchup that they had with the Bears, but I still think the Bears can do enough defensively to keep it in check um, in its entirety. And, you know, Joshua Dobbs is the X factor in that one, really, in terms of all the rushing tech. But I'm still going to give the edge to the Bears and their rushing defense. Ooh, this is actually a really good question from uh, Chuck Fee 23. Do you think switching Tevin to the left affected the run game with those running backs last week? What do you think? It's hard to say. Mm, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, I, like you said, there were the Bears did have some good runs from Deontay Foreman in that game. Even Roshan Johnson, they decided to run one on third and long. They were able to pick it up. So I don't know if like Tevin impacted that in a negative way moving over that way. I thought I saw some good things from Nate Davis too. So another game though, with them in those spots, I think it's only going to help that offensive line. Understood. All right. I got the last one here. Vikings pass attack versus that bears pass defense. I'm going to give it to the Chicago Bears here. They forced Goff, who was playing some really clean football this season, into the three picks, fast rating of a 68.3. They proved that they can slow down one of the better young tight ends in the NFL in Laporta. I don't know why I said young. He's just one of the better tight ends in the league, period. Uh, Two sacks, eight quarterback hits, five PBUs for the Bears defense last week. It was a solid effort uh, across the board, a really good yin-yang relationship with pass rushing, what it can do on the back end of the defense. Now, the big question though, is will Justin Jefferson play Nick? And we're not going to know. I don't think right until Monday, most likely. 
Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, they're being really cautious with uh, the hamstring issue. So, yeah, I don't know if we're, we're not going to know until maybe game time. But there should be an injury report coming out soonish. The Bears practice a little bit later today. So, yeah, we won't know. And I think uh, what I saw last was questionable. So I think they'll carry that designation into Monday, into Monday night, which will make it really difficult to know. Even with Justin Jefferson back, I thought the Bears did a good job of defending like Amon Ross St. Brown. I know they have different skill sets, but they're both like premier wide receivers in the league. Uh, so as long as the Bears do what we talked about earlier uh, with getting some pressure on Dobbs, you know, not allowing him to take off and run and make that a whole extra wrinkle within this offense, uh, as much as I know it's going to happen a little bit, I think the Bears will be fine enough. And if they can be as advantageous and get that same kind of pass rush and the results that we saw with the takeaways with Dobbs, who is prone to giving defensive chances, should be more than enough to give the Bears the edge here. So look at that three to one bears, which is two weeks in a row, which I'm a little surprised. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a Vikings team that's definitely played a lot better football. The bears are still the bears, but I think matchup wise, look matchup on paper. They, they do match up. I think somewhat well with these teams. They just, for whatever reason this week, it, it could be like, they just, again, can't finish. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see how our picks go here in just a little bit. So we're going to do uh, some over-unders, make some predictions, and all that fun stuff. we got to take one more time out. I have three in my pocket when I started the show. I burn all three each and every time. So the timeout's been called. I'm going to go over to Nick, who has a message to share to you. Yeah, everyone obviously know that CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988, and the beer roster. Stacked roster, you guys. You got the Oktoberfest, Beer Hug Family, 312 Wheat Ale, the Full Pocket Pills, you know, every day beer, what the brewers are drinking. And, you know, in the chat, what's your favorite beer right now? If you had some for Thanksgiving dinner, drop it in the chat here. But you can grab an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Perfect. And you you know where you can pour that Goose Island? Right into a CHGO pint glass. So in case you missed it earlier on the top of the show, A, it's our Black Friday sale right now. So you definitely want to be checking that out. Up to 90% off everything. $75 gift card. I'm sorry. $15 gift card when you spend $75. That would have been crazy the other way around. And I do apologize <laughs> for the, the miscommunication on that one. Woo! Uh, and additionally, we dropped some new merch, uh, the Pride and Joy of Illinois. It looks really awesome. And what I mentioned too, which is our pint glasses. For the first time ever, uh, you can buy a CHO pint glass. So as we said, that's the perfect glass to go ahead and put your goose island beer we have them for all the teams here uh chgo of course there's a few different options for the bears including the new pride and joy the chgo bear we have the fields uh sorry the qb slide and the brick by brick so definitely check them all out uh take part of our black friday event at the chgo locker it is the biggest sale that we run each and every year it's just a great time to shop for holidays you know shop for yourself change uh, that wardrobe up a little bit, get some fresh dope merch from the CHL Locker. So go to chllocker.com and you can just take part of our Black Friday sale. No code necessary. We just take it off. You don't have to do any additional work. All right, let's get into the final portion of our show. We're going to begin with some over-unders. And Nick, I'm looking at some passing props 
Justin Fields is touchdown line is one and a half. What would you take mm. over or under on Fields passing on TDs? I know it's always a tough one. Yeah, I'm taking the under on that one. I like what the Bears can maybe do on the ground and, you know, even for Fields, so maybe get a rushing touchdown on this one. So I'm going to take the under on one and a half. All right. What about Joshua Dobbs through the air over under 228.5? 228.5 for Joshua Dobbs. Um, well, if he gets Justin Jefferson back there, well, I think that makes it definitely more likely. I'll take the over even, you know, despite the uncertainty right now with uh, Justin Jefferson. Understood. I'm going to do a new one here for you this week. Longest completion for Justin Fields, right? Fun. Over under 33.5. Okay. Um, 33.5. You know, he easily could have had that one in the 39 play of Tyler Scott. I'm going to go over. We talked about it. What's the one strength that Justin Fields wants to continue doing? Thinks is the strength of his game, the deep ball. Let's go over. All right, TJ Hawkinson receiving yards over under 62.5. I like the over on the TJ. Even with my key, they're going to listen to it, I promise. They are. I think, you know, it's, that's a guy that he likes to go, th- go to throughout a game, so he might just get that because of the quantity of, of targets and reps. Understood. And we'll do a Alexander Madison on the ground over under 45.5. Hmm. 45.5. Um, Ty Chandler had 10 carries last week. He had 81 last week against the Broncos. We're going to go slightly over on, okay. on that. And then if you want to win some money, I just found the one for you. Uh, and this is for anyone. It doesn't even need to be a parlay. You can just make a straight bet here. Joshua Dobbs, his line for interceptions as of right now is 0.5. And you can mm. take the over for plus 100. I would take that. I would take that and probably his rushing yards, whatever the, whatever Joshua Dobbs has on there. So maybe you could parlay wow. that for a nice little see, uh, so winning there. Over on the interceptions, rushing yards, Dobbs' line is 39.5. You're still going to take the over? Ooh, maybe I will not take that. That's a little higher than I was expecting. Um, so I won't, I'll just take your, your over, you know, one interception okay. and be good. Fair. We don't need to complicate it and we'll still make some money. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, Let's get in. Speaking of fun, let's do our bold predictions of the week. My bold prediction for the bears. I only did one. It's a holiday week. And I thought I did a great job last week. I actually, I almost had the one with Montez sweat getting a sack and then having Hutchinson not get a sack until towards the end Mm. of that game. I was like, Oh man. I was like right there. You're right there. I really was, but my bold prediction is on offense this week. And I'm going to say Justin Fields hits two passing touchdowns over 35 yards. Nice. I like that. Deep ball again. That's mm-hmm. a theme. It's going to happen. Well, I like it. Uh, my bold prediction also has to deal with Justin Fields, but, you know, his personal record is long, you know, run is only 67 yards versus Detroit last season. I think he has an opportunity to break that this game. He gets in, I just randomly chose a number here, a 69-yard rushing touchdown uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. A new personal nice. record and exploits the blitz uh, that the Vikings like to bring. See, I knew exactly where you are going because he said 67, and then I put up the two. Oh, okay. That's why you did. Yep, exactly. Yep. I knew exactly. <laughs> oh, I, you set it up. I'll spike it down. We're all good here. Who's going to be... The most valuable bear, though, uh, at the end of this game. I'm curious of your thoughts here. I went with an offensive player 
What about you? I went with a defensive player for this one, Will, and I think this is a repeat for me, but I'm going with Montez Sweat as being a guy that can really impact this game. And I think there was a lot of discussion this week about snap counts, him not playing as much as like a a high caliber player, like an Aiden Hutchinson who played like 90% of the snaps. Montez Sweat was nowhere in that range, but I think we see this, the snaps increase for Montez and also the opportunities to create big plays. And there, this Vikings offensive line, it will give up some pressure. Joshua Dobbs will hold on to the football a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think there are going to be opportunities for Montez Sweat to really impact this game, not only with, you know, the sacks, but also containing the edge and not allowing these running backs to get outside. So I'm going with Montez Sweat as my MVB. There you go. I had him last week uh, as more of a wishful thinking, but honestly, even though I didn't play the amount of snaps that, you know, I would maybe expect still him getting the sack and making his impact mm-hmm. felt was good, but I think it needs to be stepped up another level to be MVB status here this week. But I like the way you're thinking there. Mine is DJ Moore, uh, seven of nine last week, 96 yards and a touchdown. I mean, when you just look at what the Broncos were able to do last week, you look at like Cortland Sutton, who had a very consistent game, four or five, 66 yards and a go-ahead touchdown grab. Uh, And uh, there's another receiver over there, too, uh, that was able to beat the same DB, which is uh, Makai Blackman, uh, who is someone that I'm circling that the Bears should definitely be trying to attack here in this secondary. Uh, I think that's a good matchup for sure. But I'm going to say DJ Moore. Uh, He's obviously Justin Fields' number one target. Uh, It's heavily askew in Moore's direction and if dj moore can just play and do what dj moore normally does with you know being a deep outlet uh being a guy to make additional yards after the catch even on some of the shorter passes if the bears get the ball out quick like we would expect here this week uh, he's just so damn good and if he can fields have that one-two punch fully clicking i think the bears could win this game so i'm gonna have dj moore being the mbb of this matchup so we've done everything besides just tell the folks who are gonna who's gonna win this game nick uh we seemed rather positive i think despite the lack of finishing last week uh, on the bears seeing some growth um in some key areas but will it be enough against this vikings team that again they've been rolling pretty well won five of their last six i'm curious who's Mm -hmm. gonna win yeah, well, I, look, I, I took the Bears last week, and I was burned by it, right, at the very mm-hmm. end of the last four minutes. So, and I think the Bear, I think the Bears have a chance in this one, you guys. I know a lot of maybe people don't agree, but I'm not going to pick them until they show me that they can finish the game and win. So I have the Vikings winning this one 23-20, you know, in Minnesota on Monday Night Football. But, again, I think it is going to be close. It was close last week, and the Bears mm-hmm. should have proved me right, but – they said, not today, Nick. You're not going to see a victory here in Detroit. But I had the Vikings winning this one 23 to 20. Yep. I mean, it all comes down to the F word. Uh, that's been a very big theme throughout the week, throughout this episode of finishing. And I said it last week, and honestly, it remains true this week that I, I think the Bears could win. I think there are matchups in their favor. Um, but it comes down to them showing us that they can beat teams uh, like this. And they just haven't done it yet. And that's why I chose uh the Lions last week, even though I expected, you know, the Bears to hang in there more than maybe a lot of people outside of Chicago did. And I was proud that the Bears kind of proved that to be right. The unfortunate part was the lack of the finish here. So I'm right there with you, Nick. I'm in prove it mode. And you know why? Because it happened earlier this year when I put the Bears like, oh, they're going to win this one. Even though I, you know, I know a lot of people don't think they will, but they will. And then they just didn't show up until I got burned. And so until they give me a reason to, fully put my trust into a pick or maybe the matchup seems perfect. 
I'm going to go with the opponent. So I have Vikings 24, Bears 23, just to show you how close uh, I think this game could be and really just how uh, much of an opportunity the Bears do have, uh, again, for them and Justin Fields to close a game here this week. It could just come down to that yet again. Yeah, no, Will, I, I'm glad that we both have this close. I'm curious to see how, you know, our rest of our CHO Bears staff has this game going because it is a tough opponent in Minnesota, but the Bears for 56 minutes showed that they could play with one of the top teams mm-hmm. in the NFL. And then obviously it didn't work out in the end. So it's going to be curious to see how I think a lot of people are picking this game. I think majority will go towards the Vikings, but I think in a close game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My confidence is like a 4.7. Uh, just It's close to a 5. Like, again, it's it's right around there. I don't know if you did one here this week, but... 4.5 is where I landed on mine. Okay. And a 3 point I shouldn't loss. have lied. My notes actually say 4.5, but I bumped it up since we've been talking because <laughs> I feel better. But I did put 4.5, actually. I wish I could like, share my screen and show you, um, but it's literally right, it's right there. there. Right there. Uh, <laughs> but I, I felt a little bit better, so I wanted to bring it up to a 5. But yet again, we're pretty much on the same page any final thoughts before we wrap up nick no well i always enjoy doing these preview shows with you it is the highlight of our you know bears coverage week for me and hopefully we see a different result than our predictions you know that we gave Mm -hmm. and you know i'll always like to be proven wrong by this bears team but you know we've been covering for a while i'm not going to take that that chance anymore with the team that has not showed me yet there was one more super chat. I apologize. I didn't see it from Big Cram. Uh, apparently, I need to go to Carolina's last game so Will DeLitt <laughs> can return when the Bears secure that number one pick. I mean, if there's ever a time for Will DeLitt to appear uh, in CHO fashion, uh, it was with securing the number one pick. And if it can happen again, then maybe I need to take like a, an airplane ride and, and go sit in those stands too. I mean, if I'm want to know in those chances, and that was a uh, really really uh obscure chance for the bears to even get that first overall pick then maybe i need to find a way to make it to and I, I like the way big cram thinks and then leon says thanks for making me a smarter football fan with these shows thank you so much there we go again doing the same thing at the same time like you and cole, <laughs> cole Komet earlier this week thank you robert for your comments here as well saying that we are the best uh we definitely try to be uh, and that's what we do here. But uh, I'm going to call it, uh, if you're not doing anything else throughout this day and you're having it at chgolocker.com, score those deals up to 90% off. You spend 75, you get 15 back in a gift card. And of course, we have brand new merch, including pint glasses now. So please, chgolocker.com, and take advantage of these deals before they are gone. But that's going to do it for us here today. We'll see you here on Sunday. I'm sorry, Monday. Uh, it's weird. Uh, Monday night game uh, for the Bears coverage. Uh, of course, we'll be uh, here right here with you every step of the week. But until next time, bear down, Chicago. Y'all silly like the mayor. 